The Productive Woman, Episode 48. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. And once again, thank you for joining me. I am really kind of excited about this episode, which is celebrating the one year anniversary of the launch of the Productive Woman podcast. In this episode, I'm going to share some lessons I've learned about productivity and about life in a year of producing the show. I'm also going to share some feedback from some of you. You'll find links and some additional information in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 48. Now, before we start, I wanted to say something. I discovered this week that through nothing but a glitch in the coding or something in a setting in the, the podcast website, messages from several of you did not make their way to me. Some were emails, some were voicemails, and some of them were for early this year in 2015. All of them got misplaced, and I only found them by accident just this week. I have solved the problem. I got with uh, Daniel, the, the guy who runs the network, who owns the network, and we've solved that problem. And I've replied to each of the emails. I'm going to share some of the audio messages a little later in the show. I want to say to all of you, those who've written or messaged me and those who haven't, how much I treasure you. I count it a privilege that you listen to me each week or however often you listen. I don't think I have all the answers. Sometimes I don't think I have any answers at all, but I am so honored to be a part of a community of women who support and encourage each other as we're all doing the best we can to make lives that matter. So among others, I want to say thank you to Kelly Liberto, to Mandy Stewart, to Mia Northrup, to Anna Rousseau, to Karen Anders, Bella Rose, Jackie Middleton, Catherine Azevedo, and Janet Harris for the messages that they've sent over the past few months. I don't have words that are adequate to tell you how much your feedback and encouragement mean to me. And just know going forward, I think we've solved the problem. But if ever you have reached out to me and I don't respond, you can be sure it's because I didn't get the message. And uh, when I find the message, I will get back to you. So thank you very much. And I'll talk a little bit about that more later on in the show. In the meantime, I have been thinking about this episode for the past several weeks. Uh, it just stunned me to realize it's been a full year since I launched The Productive Woman by recording that very first, very short episode and sending it to iTunes on July 1st of 2014. Uh, and as July 1st of 2015 approached, I spent a lot of time thinking about this and noodled on ideas of what to talk about and, you know, what was worthy of a celebration, uh, uh, an anniversary episode. And finally, I decided that I would just share with you a few of the lessons I've learned about living a productive life during the past year of producing this show. And so I will uh, get into those. And these are in no particular order. They're just sort of how I wrote them down. Number one, it is good to have a plan, but some of the best things come as surprises. And 
you just need to learn to go with it. One example of that for me is uh, as I had launched the podcast and was just sort of plugging along, doing the episodes on my own and, and publishing it on my own. I went to a conference last year in 2014, last summer, called Podcast Movement. It was the very first time this conference had happened, and it happened to be here in Dallas. And so I signed up and went. I just thought it's a good chance to learn some things in this new enterprise or what was new for me at the time. And I was walking through the hallway or the little display area on my way to one of the sessions one morning having driven there from home, listening to a podcast as I drove. And as I walked through the vendor area to get to the auditorium where the session was going to be, I realized I had just heard a voice that sounded very familiar to me. And I stopped and looked around, and I realized it was the voice of Daniel J. Lewis, who is uh, the host of a podcast called The Audacity to Podcast, one of the podcasts that I listened to, to learn how to podcast. And I saw him standing there talking to somebody and I just happened to walk by and I started to keep going. And I thought, you know what? It's too ironic that I was just listening to an episode of his show as I drove in. And now there he is. And I turned around and I went back and I waited until he paused in his conversation with the person he was talking to. And I just introduced myself and I said, i wanted to tell you, I've, I've been listening to your show for a long time. I'm a new podcaster and I've really learned a lot from you. And, and that was really all I intended to do was just to tell him how much I appreciated his show and how much I'd learned from it as I was starting this new journey of recording a podcast. Long story short, that conversation led to Daniel asking me if I would be interested in having the show be part of the Noodle Mix Network. And now we here we are a year later, and it's been a wonderful experience. And as a side thing, I I have to thank Daniel for all the support and education and encouragement he has given me in doing this show. But it was not part of a plan that I had. I had a plan for my show. I had a list of topics and a plan of when I was going to publish it. But this came as a surprise and it turned out to really be a pretty cool one. And so, you know, that's why I guess I'd say the first thing is it's good to plan. It helps you to be more productive, but some amazing things come out of the blue and sometimes you just got to roll with it. So that's number one. Number two is let go of perfect. It's not attainable anyway. And I'm talking about perfect skills, perfect circumstances, perfect idea, a perfect execution. Perfect is not attainable for us mere human beings. So whatever you dream of doing, just launch it wherever you are with whatever resources you have, whatever abilities you have, and do the best you can at that moment and commit to improving it as you go along. I hope that those of you who've been with me from the beginning on the show would say that I've gotten a little better at it as I've gone along. I, I hope so. I, if not, I guess send me an email, let me know what I still need to improve on. And there's always room for improvement. But that's the point, isn't it? As, as I talked about in that very first short episode, I spent six months finding reasons why I wasn't ready to launch because I knew I couldn't do it perfectly. And I didn't want to do anything less than perfect because I would feel that I had shamed myself or people would laugh at me or I, I don't know what. 
But at some point, if it's really important to you, if accomplishing whatever it is that's in your heart to do matters enough, you just have to let go of perfect and go for it, knowing that you can improve as you go along, but start where you are. So that's number two, let go of perfect. Number three is the world is full of awesome people who are willing to come alongside you and support you and encourage you as you pursue the project of your heart. And so be willing to open your heart, to be transparent and even vulnerable. You will be surprised at the people who will respond and want to be a part of it and who will be there to lend encouragement or advice or support or whatever it is. I have just been amazed at the people that have appeared at various times with help or just encouragement. And, and that goes for you. Those of you who've written to me or, you know, sent messages on Facebook or whatever, that kind of support is invaluable. And it's been such a, hmm, I can't even think of the word I want, but a, a joy and such a, such a, a, a really important thing for me to discover how many people there are out there who are willing to be there and be part of what you're doing if you're open to it. So that was a pretty cool lesson for me to learn. I'm kind of one of those that, well, you just need to do it yourself and you don't ask for help. But it's been amazing, the people who have helped. I think of John Buchanan, who has helped out with editing on the shows where I have guests. I never would have thought of that, but he's offered to help me because he says he's a fan of the show and uh, has done such a great job. That Just a surprise to me that people like that will come forward and be helpful. So that's number three. Number four is sort of related to it, but a little bit different. Encouragement comes just when you need it and from the most unexpected sources. I will admit, I've admitted before, that sometimes doing this show is a challenge for me. I have a busy legal practice, I have a family, I have other commitments, just like you, and almost every week I have moments when I wonder if I can keep going, or if it even matters one way or another whether I do. And it seems like, invariably, just when I'm at my lowest point, one of you will write to me, or these voice messages will pop up, and you will tell me something that the show has meant to you. And that's why I keep going. It never fails that that happens at just that moment when I think I just can't do it anymore. I'm tired. I've got other commitments. I have other things I need to do. And then encouragement will come from some unexpected source at just the right moment. And I know that can happen for you too. I'm sure it does. I'd love to hear about a time when you've felt like giving up and someone has come from out of the blue, so to speak, with just an encouraging word that helped motivate you to keep going. And that's been a great lesson for me to be grateful for those times and continually surprised when they come. Number five, productivity means something different from what I thought it meant when I first started. I used to think it was about getting lots of stuff done, about uh, you know being productive was about checking things off that never-ending to-do list and squeezing more accomplishments into each day and each week and each year. And I guess that is an element of productivity, but it's not what I think of anymore when I think about or talk about productivity. 
instead of getting more stuff done, as I've said before, now I believe that productivity is about getting the right things done. It's about understanding what really matters to you as an individual and about doing the things that move that ball down the field, that move you toward those goals that matter most to you. Productivity is less about doing things and more about being. It's about living life in such a way as to maximize your positive influence on your world and on the people in it. Whatever stage you live on, whether it's, you know, you're the leader of a country or you are a stay-at-home mom with one infant who, who can't even talk to you yet, Whatever area you live in, you have the ability to positively influence that piece of the world and those people that come across your path. And the truly productive woman is the one who's making a life that lets her do that, that lets her be that positive influence on the people that she meets, the people in her life and in on the world around her. And that's been a lesson that I've learned over the course of, of doing this. The, the show has really forced me to think more deeply about things I've thought about and studied and talked about for many, many years. But until I made this commitment to be in front of this microphone once a week and talk to you about some component of productivity, I hadn't thought about it as deeply. And it's really been a, a game changer for me, a life changer for me to think about productivity in those terms instead of just uh, finding the better app and, you know, getting the more neatly organized to-do list and checking things off. It's really about the kind of life you're making and getting, being more efficient is about making more time for the things that matter most. Number six, the sixth lesson I've learned this year as if I didn't already know it at my age, uh, I certainly know it more deeply now. And that's that pursuing a dream or passion or a calling is scary and it's hard. It's real easy to find other things to do to use up your time and your attention and to avoid doing that scary thing. I I mean, I did it for, as I've said more than once, six months uh, from the time I thought I was ready to launch until I actually did, found lots of reasons why I was busy and didn't have time to sit down and and record. And it's I, I struggle with that still every week. It's easier for me to focus my time and attention on other people who need things, concrete things that I can do for them that require a different part of my brain, a different part of my skill set or whatever, and don't put me on the line the way I feel in some ways doing this podcast does. So it's easy to do that. The thing is, the other piece of this lesson that I've learned, yes, pursuing your dream, your passion, your calling, it's scary. It's hard to actually take the steps to go after that and actually do it. But the other piece I've learned is it is so worth it. The reward for me being part of this community with you has made it worth every moment of nerves and everything that I've put into it. I've gotten so much more out of it than I ever expected I would. So carve out that time and do it. It's great to do things for other people and and help other people achieve their goals. But if there's a dream that you've been putting off pursuing because you're busy doing for other people, now's the time. Make the time and get started. 
And the seventh lesson, I mean, there, there could be more, but the, this is the last one that I put on the list for this episode, is it's never too late to start. As long as you're still alive, you can still pursue that dream you've secretly cherished. Time passes whether or not we follow our dreams. So go ahead and get started. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how young you are. It doesn't matter where you are and at what stage of life. It's never too late to take steps in the direction of that dream that you have cherished. So go for it. Uh, so those are my seven lessons for, at least for now, that, uh, that I thought of as I, as I thought about the year that's gone past of recording and publishing the, the episodes of The Productive Woman. I've learned other lessons, of course, but these are the ones that are most prominent in my mind as I sit here and talk to you right now. So what do you think? Are there lessons you've learned in pursuing your dreams that you could share with the rest of of us, I, I would love to hear those. Or how can I make this show more worthwhile and more helpful to you in the year to come? I would love to hear from you. So please feel free to ask your questions, share your thoughts by going to theproductivewoman.com slash 48, and you can scroll down to the comments section and leave your comments there. A uh, few things I want to share uh, as part of this celebration of a year of podcasting. First of all, I want to say some thank yous. Uh, I've said this before in some cases, but uh, I, I want to say it again. Uh, number one to my amazing husband, Mike, for the music that he wrote and recorded and made for me for the show, the theme music, and for the tech support that he's provided with sound gear and helping me get the microphone that works right and all that. You're amazing, Mike. You don't listen to this, but if you ever do, uh, if any of you ever meet my husband, Mike, tell him I said, he's awesome. Um, so thank you to Mike. Second is thank you again to Daniel J. Lewis, who's the director of the Noodle Mix Network, for all his support and his help. He's been an amazing resource and uh, a source of encouragement as I've done this over the past year since I became later, you know, not the whole year, but later in, in the year as I became a, a member, the show became a member of the network. It's been great to be a part of that community, and I feel really honored to have someone like that believe in the show. Uh, number three to John, uh, I've already mentioned him for both his encouraging words and for his help with the audio editing on the shows that I have guests on. He does just such a great job. I want to say a thank you to Cliff Ravenscraft, who also I'm sure does not listen to this show, but he's another guy who has podcasted about podcasting. He, he, um, he's known as the podcast answer man. He teaches a 30 day online course on podcasting that really was the impetus to get me going down this road, uh, his podcasting A to Z course. And the teaching that I got there, the personal, the, the advice and the personal encouragement that he gave not only got me started, but then later after I'd stalled for six months, some things he said really pushed me over the edge into actually launching the show. And so uh, I want to say a big thank you to Cliff. And most of all, I want to thank you, the people who listen to this show, the women by and large, although I, I, I hear there are a few men that listen, but for those of you who listen, thank you. Thank you and thank you and thank you. There are some specific ones that I want to mention. Sonia Harris uh, from England left a really nice review in iTunes recently. Uh, she said, I love this podcast. 
maybe because there are some things that I resonate with. I think it's more about whenever I click on that icon in my iPhone, scan the titles, smile and choose the one I want to listen to, stick my earphones on and start my morning walk. Laura is always speaking a message I need to hear at that point. Maybe it's magic. Maybe it's just someone who speaks from the heart and connects to the hearts of other women like myself. Thank you, Sonia. I I was so moved by that and I, I still am. Sonia also did an awesome video in response to the conversation that Heather Creekmore and I had in episode 45 about body image. Uh, I've shared her video on the, the Productive Woman Facebook page, so you can see it there. If I can figure out how, I'll also uh, share it in the show notes as well. But it was really, really a cool thing that she shared, a very transparent response uh, with her own struggle about body image. I have a few audio messages that were sent in, as I mentioned earlier. Some came earlier this year. Some just came recently. And I'd like to let you listen to those. The first is from Sarah from England. This is a message she sent earlier this year. I just found it, but I'd love to let you listen to it now. So this is Sarah. Hey, Laura, it's Sarah Louise Baggett calling from Birmingham, England. Um, I just wanted to stop by and say hi. Um, I couldn't not really after such a, a lovely shout out on episode 28. Um, loving your podcast, agreeing with a lot of the stuff. I find myself nodding and thinking, oh, I do that. Um, and the rest of it, really, I think, oh, I should try that. So, um, yeah, great job. I think you're doing a fantastic uh, work there. And I can't wait for the next episode. Take care. Bye bye. That's so awesome. Thank you, Sarah. Uh, the second message is from Bella Rose, another podcaster who shared some great suggestions about staying focused. Um, this is also from earlier in the year, and I didn't find it in time to use it when I think she sent it for, but I thought it was really good and worth listening to now. So this is Bella. Hi, Laura. It's Bella Rose with Delight Your Marriage, where I interview sexual intimacy experts and wives on how to have a fulfilling marriage. So I'm so grateful for your show. I got turned on to it recently, and it's just so great to know that I'm not the only one who's trying to be efficient and effective with my time and resources in this life. So thank you so much for what you do. I'd like to respond to your productivity don'ts. And I think the biggest one for me has been multitasking. I think as women, we're so often overloaded with to-dos and we try to overlap them in the time that we have. And then we're really doing almost none of them effectively. I mean, there's very few things we can do together well. Um, and, you know, one of the things is when you're spending time with your kids, if you're trying to respond to emails and trying to, you know, be on the computer, you're often distracted. And I often get super impatient with my kids or I I just, after the the evening has passed, I realized I didn't even enjoy myself with my own kids when these are the precious moments that we have in our lives. And the other thing I'd like to mention is that in intimacy, you really need a one-track mind in order to enjoy it. If you're there with your husband and you're thinking about the laundry or the dishes or your to-do list, my goodness, you're not going to actually have a good experience. So as we train our minds to be focused, it helps every area of our life. So thank you again, Laura. I'm excited to hear your thoughts on productivity don'ts. All the best. Thank you, Bella. I really appreciate your wise advice and the, the great thoughts there. The third voice message is a quick one from Mia Northrup from Australia. And she had some very, very kind words to say. Hi, Laura. My name's Mia Northrup. 
and I have been listening to your podcast for about the last six months in Melbourne, Australia. I know that bloggers and podcasters often wonder whether anyone's listening, if their work is making any impact out there in the internet. And I just wanted to say definitely, yes, I've worked my way through your entire archive. I've really come to rely on your little words of wisdom that come in my phone each week. I listen to you on the way to work or when I'm out and about in the car. So I just want to say keep up the great work. Uh, I love the podcast, I love the interviews that you've been doing and the advice that you've been sharing and the topics have been really relevant for me as a working mum of a toddler and a preschooler. So thank you. Thank you so much, Mia. It, It means the world to me that you listen. And finally, here's a quick message from a recent guest on The Productive Woman, Prissy Livonet from France, and she had some kind words to say about the show. Hello, Laura. This is Prissy Livonet from TheProductiveYou.com. I want to share my thanks for you and for your show, for your birthday show. Your words are coming from your heart directly to the heart of all the women. And you always put the right words on the challenges we are all facing. Your thoughts, your struggles are explained with honesty, simplicity and humility. So thank for that. We can recognize ourselves in each of your subjects and really you inspire us. So I wish to you and to the Productive Woman podcast a very, very happy birthday, a very long life, and a lot of fear of success and great interaction with us. Thank you so much, Laura. Bye. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Priscille. And thank you all for taking the time to send those encouraging messages. I'm always happy to hear from you, all, all of you. Your, your suggestions, your ideas are crucial for me. If there's something you'd like me to talk about on the show, a productive woman you think I should invite, let me know. There are a number of ways you can reach me. If you want to start or participate in a public conversation, you can share your questions or thoughts in the comment sections of the show notes at theproductivewoman.com slash 48. Or you can post a comment or question on The Productive Woman's Facebook page. I do monitor and respond to both of those. Now, if you want to share your thoughts with me privately, you can email them to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com or you can leave a voice message by going to theproductivewoman.com and uh, clicking on the button there. And like I said, I think we fixed the problem there and I, I am getting those now more promptly. A quick reminder, I am available to speak at your events if you've got a woman's group, a retreat or something like that coming up. I'd love to be a part of it if there's something I could contribute. So send me an email at feedback at theproductivewoman.com or call me at 972-648-0308. And finally, if you haven't picked up your free copy of my digital toolbox, the keys to or the list of the digital tools that I use to stay productive, be sure to check it out on the website. There's a button in the show notes, or you can just jump to theproductivewoman.com slash favorite apps, and you can download that for free. So that's my gift to you, and, uh, and thanks for being part of this community. And that's about it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you for spending this time with me. I hope you found something in it that's helpful to you. Uh, in general, one last time, thank you. 
You've inspired me, encouraged me, you've kept me going. I wish I could look each one of you in the eye and tell you how grateful I am for you and for the opportunity to share, however remotely, a little bit of life with you. You have made my life better and richer this past year, and I look forward to seeing what the coming year brings. Who knows, maybe we'll get an opportunity to meet in person so I can tell you thank you to your face. Whatever the future might hold, I am grateful for you, and I look forward to talking with you again soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself, and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.